Welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, the everyday medium. I am in studio with Darshna Patel and Colleen Ziegler. And today, the topic for discussion is elevation. Now, before we dive into this, we do have a previous podcast that I feel would be very helpful to listen to first before diving into this content with us, as it today was spawned from the previous one, which was the Attune to Your Higher Self with Darshna Patel and myself. So please head over there first and then come back to us. You will want to stay put. Before we get into our topic, here's some housekeeping notes. You Lumineers love to know what we're up to. You know, you guys ask so many questions and have so many great ideas, and we are putting the content out there for you. Classes, workshops, Luma Summit is coming October 19th through the 21st here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Center for Love and Light. But to know all of this, please head over to jamiebutlermedium.com and sign up for the newsletter. Colleen puts it together with such elegance and organizational skills that everything <laughs> that you are asking and want to know about is there for you. We do have classes up on Learn It Live. You can head over there, search Jamie Butler, and you'll find all of our pre-recorded classes and our upcoming classes as well. We love to live stream. If you love what you're hearing today, check out the Wholeness Living Online Expo that's up on the Lighter Side Network page. You can purchase it now for $75. Listen all you want. Watch all you want. It is 14 hours of incredible content. Now, let's elevate. So this episode was spawned off of the conversation that we had before in the previous podcast, which is attuned to your higher self. When the mics were down, Colleen kind of jumped in and we got into diving into the material of what Darshna was sharing. When we follow what feels good, how does that change our reality? And what reality is really existing out there for us? And there was kind of a common agreement here, and ladies step in if this isn't resonating right, that the reality that we're believing in is fed to us by our news, our marketing, it's been taught to us, and it's being maintained by us sharing the information of what we're fed, not what we're experiencing, not our feelings, but just the information of what we're fed, and we're keeping that reality alive. And Darshna, you started mentioning about how to elevate, kind of ascend past that reality that we're all building and look at the one that we are individually in, which in return connects us to the whole. That's right. So, so what I'm seeing, Jamie, in my own life, and then when I just observe broader society, um, so let me step back. I have a, a, a master's in conflict and organizational change. Uh, so I see things through a lens that's quite holistic. I see conflict as a way to tap deep into our beliefs, which is the union of cognition and emotion, and begin to recognize where our own beliefs are limiting our expansion. So as we're going through this individual journey of tapping into who we truly are as individuals, that source core vibration that can be groomed once we access it through meditation, measuring the charge in the field, then collectively now what we're able to see is that we are programming. Remember, everything's just a hologram. Time doesn't exist. This is all a hologram that's being received through the brain, which is a transmitter and receiver of energy, which are ions, right? Particles of light coming from an ion, union, 
to ion, manifestation, manifested ion. So all we're doing is programming our field of energy moment to moment with these conditional beliefs, condition, these conditional beliefs that are being propagated through culture, all the cultures that we're a part of, that we affiliate with or don't even recognize we're a part of, are propagating our beliefs, these ideas um, of how things can, cannot be, these you know, you know what a belief is. It's a taboo. It's a way to uh, tell us what's important to us, what our needs are, and it's shaping how we think moment to moment. So right now, we're stepping back. It's an opportunity to go, whoa, the contrast in our civilization is so stark that we can choose a new reality and now vibrationally step into it. Did you ever breathe once <laughs> during that? That was the spiritual whip that's going to start this whole conversation. But that was great. That's, that is it. I can't stop when it just starts. It just has to flow. Just note, Lumineers, she had to ditch the chair and stand up because that's how much energy was running through her. It's just flowing. It's just that there's so it's much information. And that's the thing is, you know, when we talk about elevation, this, some people call it ascension, but there is something vibrationally that is happening. We can feel it right now. We can see it with the contrast in society with the good and evil, like all of this. We're seeing the spectrum of experience, but it's all source vibration. So there really is no right or wrong, but it's like we don't have to choose that reality anymore. We can program the field to now be a different way, but it doesn't come from things that we have to do. We don't have to do, do, do. We're human beings. If we change our core vibration, naturally, we allow a different emergent experience because we're programming the field and we're allowing the field to be received by our brains. Okay, I agree with that, but how are we going to do that when we're being fed so much by news, marketing, um, the belief systems that have kind of rooted themselves into our culture? which Colleen, I love earlier, you broke down culture even more so than what <laughs> Dershna does. Cult, you know, sure, the cult within it. You were like, cult, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Dershna's got my mind thinking like that. I'm breaking down all words. You know, because all the energy, so language is encoded vibration. Language is the information by which we're able to wrap around how we feel vibrationally and what we're thinking vibrationally, the emotion and the cognition. Language can be supportive or it can be a hindrance to our expansion. And right now we're bumping up against the limitations of language itself. But back to your question, Jane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to highlight the extremes that you were just talking about in, in what's around us right now. You know, so we're being fed a lot of information, and this information has dropped in vibration over the last few years, yeah. be it how our government is changing structure, be it our awareness as a collective, but it's happening. And now that we have all of this lower vibrational energy coming to us, we have new stories that are popping up that we were unaware of in the masses, such as human trafficking, you know, that's kind of been present more so now than it was before, even though it was happening right, before. Right, We're talking more now about multidimensional beings being engaged with the human existence, human race, mm -hmm. and what's that going to look like when that's uncovered. We have almost a, a timeline being presented to us. When I speak to my guides, they like to talk about how our 
economic structure is going to change. They like to talk about the banking system changing, the healthcare system changing, government systems changing. You know, and these are not just small little notions of, hey, we're growing, and of course these laws are going to change from time to time. This is a, hey, this is going to break down so it can rebuild. This is not like the information I've received before. Like a complete overhaul. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, to your point around the information that we've been consuming that does not feel aligned, if we were, if you, if you knew one day you woke up and you're like, oh, I'm being fed poison every time I op- you know, open my laptop and I flip through my news feed, if you knew you were consuming poison, would you continue doing that every day? No, I would not. So once we wake up to the idea I mean, like, oh, this doesn't feel good, that feeling, that emotion, that emote ion is telling us something. If we would just listen to that emotion, we can go, okay, so what am I thinking as I'm reading this? What is the contrasting experience to this that now I recognize, okay, we need XYZ more in the world and we need less of this. We need more of this we need less of this. Instead of focusing on fixing what's wrong, which is what we tend to do. Mm. So, you know, what is it? The, the idea that all the problems of today were a result of yesterday's solutions. So when we start now stepping back and saying, as a society, how do we get to the root of all of this? And the root really is that we've lost the knowing that we are vibrational beings. And if we follow that vibrational essence of who we truly are, we can clean up anything. So it's really changing the way we're approaching a solution or changing the way that we can see a resolution. Exactly. Resolute ion. That's exactly right there. See, the answers are always created when the problem is created because that's how the vibrational universe works. When there's creation, there's destruction, there's integration. And when we recognize the forces of nature are always providing us the solutions to every problem, that's part of duality. Okay, well, my wheels are turning. Uh, Not to demand the mic here, you know, please do jump in, is that (laughs) when we're looking at creating these new resolutions and we're looking at changing our energy, not accepting the poison. The poison that's coming to us is allowing us to be a part of the community. So if we turn off the poison, where's my community? How am I showing up for the people? How am I contributing my energy to the resolution? Well, on the same note, Jamie, I think that that poison is also creating a huge separation. It's, it, there's this constant talk about us and them especially in political uh, yeah. ar- arenas. It's like the liberals and the conservatives and the alt-right and the... I mean, it's just so much separation going on. And it, it I mean, it messes with your head. I mean, big time, big time. You, you hit on something important, Colleen, because where there's separation, we automatically apply categories and labels. And every category and label in the brain, if you think about it, is a neural pathway And so we have associated cognitive structures about uh, liberal. What does that mean in our mind? It conjures up images and, um, you know, uh, dissatisfaction or satisfaction of that resonance. Immediately, it's a way to control our minds when we put a label to something. It's how we assimilate information. So right now, with this pivotal inflection point of our expansion, of our elevation, it's about now questioning how we know what we know. When we hear a label go, hmm, That's a label, which is a belief system associated with that label that I have personally and collectively, we also have beliefs around. 
locked in our language, which is a way to propagate beliefs, right? So when we step out of that, then we get to go, huh, what does liberal actually mean? And ooh, I'm getting played, conservative, liberal, two wings of the same bird. Who's Hmm. actually flying the machine here? Who's, Who's the bird itself with the two wings? So when we start stepping back and picking apart what these labels and categories mean, it helps us reframe our own understanding of how we make sense of ourselves and the world around us. So you're not going to give us the answer of who's driving the bird? Where's that's, the brain that the bird? Was, that was my question yeah. right there. Well, that's, that's the neutral. Is that the being on the fence? Is that the recognizing the label and the belief system and not choosing to sign up for it, but sign up to what feels or resonates in a good way, which good right there is the label. Exactly, exactly. Who's flying the bird is all of us collectively because it, it is an interconnected quote unquote reality. So we are creating the contrast or we are bringing the union back together through harmonization, through compassion and empathy, which is vibrationally then allowing the resolution of the discord between the charges of energy. And I know that sounds really woo-woo, but what it comes back to is the idea that everything is vibrational. Every thought we have is programming the field of energy around us, which is then getting uploaded to the collective conscious or the morphogenic field, right? This collective energy, the force that permeates all of everything. And so if we would just choose different thoughts it literally will reprogram our reality. And it is not woo-woo because what you think does manifest into something. If you've practiced this enough, you see the synchronicities in your life. It is not woo-woo. And that's the missing piece of why we get stuck is we keep thinking the same thoughts. We're protesting the same thing, which is perpetuating the same reality because we're focusing on that energy, which is then showing up in the hologram, showing up in the hologram. But when we choose a different thought, all of a sudden there's a break point in that field of energy and it says, oh, we're going to allow something new to permeate in. These patterns aren't serving me anymore. I was giving great pause. I'm processing. I mean, I'm I'm listening and processing. (laughs) I'm going back to the same thought. If, If I stop this cycle and I don't engage with the marketing the news, the things that don't resonate with me, how do I then still stay connected? That's a wonderful question. Because it's in everything, Darshna. It's in my social media. It's in my community. It is in my family. It is everywhere. I can stay true to myself, and then when I begin to do that, then I get this, well, you're so irresponsible, Jamie, You have this ability. You have this healing modality. You can contribute so much, but you're not watching the news, so you don't know where it is. I had no idea that there was a soccer team stuck in a cave. I have no awareness of this news unless I am told by a loved one or a dear friend that says, hey, were you aware? And then I contribute my energy to the resolution of it without identifying is the best result them getting out is the best result them staying in. You know, I cannot add my two cents, my opinion on it. I'm going to give clear energy so it can morph to the best solution so I can provide that. But if I'm not engaging in it, then does that make me responsible or not? It's something I think we're grappling with as we recognize this vibrational field of energy and how we are programming it. 
it becomes this different way of being. We are human beings that are taught to be human doings. And when we keep coming back to the human being side of our reality, that's when things will shift. But it takes a leap of faith to go, God, I don't have to sit there and do, do, do. If I just be, if I clean up my own damn mess in my own head, in my own body, if I become accountable for my own reality in my own relationships. I mean, if we all just turned inward for once and went, how are the quality of my relationships with myself, with my, you know, loved ones, Mm -hmm. with my neighbors, with my community, if I just came back to basics, damn, the world would be a nicer place, wouldn't it? And these big problems would be resolved because we are cleaning up our own selves first. Instead of always projecting around us, it would be a self-accountability. Nobody wants to do that work, do we? That's where the big shifts happen. Yes. That's where the only mm-hmm. true shifts happen. You know what saved the kids in the cave? Meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught that headline because I do scroll through once a day I just to catch too. the headlines. Yay. Meditation conserved their energy. It could have been a major contributing factor or a contribution the to... The coach was a trained Buddhist monk. Oh my God, so see, then wonderful. think about the collective evolution that happens when all of a sudden people go, oh, maybe there's something to meditation. So now imagine the kid's journey has opened up more minds and hearts to the idea that they're vibrational beings that can control their bodies and their reality and the outcome of their survival. Mic drop, right? When you realize that the news, <laughs> the news of these children is helping us bring awareness and focus to the idea that energy matters and we shape it through what we're ingesting, not only physically, but emotionally mm-hmm. and energetically as well. Now I have all kinds of questions, but I guess I'll read the news to find out. <laughs> I honestly didn't read. That's um, the only the, headline. That's, I it, that's it. <laughs> I was like, oh, something positive. Great. This provided some positivity to the collective expansion. Are you using positive as the label of good news, the judgment of good, or using positive as a higher vibration, as a quality? Bingo, a positive towards upliftment. What elevates us, it moves us towards positivity. So it's all on a spectrum of negative and positive. The two poles always have to exist. What are we choosing to step into? Well, that's something that I'm definitely going to take away. And it, I resonate with it already, but I need to hear it again and again in conversations because we don't talk in this depth when we say, hello, how are you to someone, you know, and this is not commonly a dining room table topic, but to allow yourself to go first, to be number one, be first and check in with yourself first. That is the core energy vibration that then connects you to all that is. And if we're not taking care of our source, us, then how can we contribute to something else? And I feel compassionate about allowing others to create some connection to the idea that it's not selfish and that it's not powered by ego and that it doesn't separate you. But by going inward, we find out how we are part of everything. That's beautifully stated. Mm -hmm. So we could get rid of the poison that's out there and the news and the marketing and still maybe achieve these goals that we create as humans, living a happy life, um, living to fulfill you know, what your dreams are. But at the same time, 
you know, spiritually inside of me, guys, I have this, this draw to be worldly. You know, I travel. I love traveling. I love other cultures and belief systems and, you know, um, even secular belief systems. But in looking at it's me first, I feel like I still need to get over the hump of hanging on to identities of who I am so that I can be worldly. You know, I, I've been going around the sun now for almost 46 years, but I, in those travels and those experiences, I've always come from behind this lens and these eyes. Though I connect emotionally, I think, in a more neutral way, my mind is still highly functioning on sticking to my labels and my identity and defining my experience through that. So can we talk about how someone like these Lumineers who have already been on this really big spiritual path and they can connect to those on-the-fence energies being neutral, not being triggered by things, but how do we get over the inner self, the inward, <laughs> the inner <laughs> self, and be more neutral in the way we see us. Like in, in some part of me, it's like I want to like quietly grieve my personality mm. because my personality is defined by my identity. You know, do I want to let go of that? And, and who would I be if that was gone? Yeah, you could be anything. So that's when the next level of consciousness begins to emerge where you're self-authoring. You get to choose who you are moment to moment. Self-authoring. Yeah. You're unscripted, hence unscripted oh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Dot <was>. com. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, full circle, when I got that name uh, for my business. God, it's a great it name. So many years it ago. It really is. I just remember it like plopped into my head, mm. popped into my head. And I was like, okay, unscripted <laughs> way for whatever reason. Okay. And I ran with it. But now full circle, it's because we are meant to be self-authoring individuals mm. where the scripts that were handed through culture don't have to define us we can pick and choose and go oh yeah okay I, I like being female and I like being gay I can be a gay female oh wait but queer sounds good too <laughs> you know so you just get to be fluid in your expression which is meant to evolve it's mm. meant to change and shift and grow because we are meant to change and shift and grow like these amazing organisms that we are that are in this interconnected civilization and that is the beauty. So yes, there is a grieving that happens when you're like, oh, the old Jamie is not, because you're like, oh, but now I get to be anything and everything. And every morning I wake up and you get to choose how you're going to be that day. Because <laughs> identity is just a belief system. Yes. That's all it is. I agree. Totally. But is. there's these identities that we hang on to our whole lives, be either because of a belief system we were born into or just what we label ourselves. It's so, identity is a very interesting thing. And yeah. Because it defines yeah. us to the core until we realize that it's permeable, that it mm -hmm. can shift and change. And that's the beauty of diversity is it like when you travel, there's diversity and you get to go, oh man, my, yes. my thinking can shift mm, and grow and helps. change. And oh, I like, yeah. It helps me. You get to integrate more experience and it gets you through. out of your reality. Exactly. That's yes. why I love travel. Yep. But, but then I come back with that 
bump in my enlightenment mm-hmm. or whatever it is, less identity. And my family and my environment goes, no, 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 no. Remember who you mm-hmm. are? This is who you are. Back at mom, you. Mom, mom, <laughs> mom. Back at you. <laughs> yeah, that might be one of them. <laughs> Here it is. Love Start it. reprogramming. <laughs> okay, what, what? I love it. It's great. I find myself doing so much like recon and following up and maintaining, going, excuse me, no, my new definition or this is what I'm resonating with and can you see that? And and it takes so much time to do this. This is not a quick process. This Mm. is where change creates friction, which is conflict. If we change and we step back into our lives, the patterns don't fit. We don't fit together like we used to. And people are like, well, that's not comfortable because now you've changed, which means how you were filling in my holes isn't the same. Then when we realize, oh, dude, I have holes in my field. You have holes in your field. And that's what was keeping us together versus co-creating with intention. I'm complete. You're complete. Wow, we're super friends. <laughs> Let's create something together. Or you, Activate. You vibrate on who you truly are, and it's those who vibrate along with you that you stick with. Exactly, and that's what elevation, this ascension, is about. So when we talk about ignoring the news, it's not ignoring the news. It's saying, you know what, I'm going to turn my attention inward, and then it's reflected outward in how compassionate I can be with people, how self-loving I can be to myself, which is infectious to other people. And I think Mm -hmm. if we were all walking around that way, we naturally start to gravitate Mm -hmm. to the people that vibe with us. And that's the new reality that's emerging. There is a separation happening, but it's those that choose to be self-authoring or those that are literally, we were talking about getting sick off of the poison that's being Mm -hmm. fed right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just time that we create the new reality, but we need the leaders to step into it and stand it up. Okay, I'm going to steer the conversation a little bit to the side, like a parallel topic here. Because when we talk a bit about the, the poison in our environment, something that's resonating with me right now is I'm having a difficult time aligning with the federal banking system. I used to be okay with it. I'm like, oh, there's a fee for that. There's a fee for that. Oh, there's a fee for that. There's a fee for that. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at my pennies as these sparkling little drops of light. Wow. You know, and the bank is taking them for me from me with not a great agreement around it. And I'm actually having a bit of anger with this. <laughs> so I'm curious to know if you ladies have come across anything like that, similar or the same thing. And how are you choosing to make the shifts around that to align it with it or to create a different solution? I ha- Well, I don't know if this is in complete alignment with this, but what I started doing a while ago is I started getting... So I went through a period in my life where I had a very challenging time paying my bills, even like the little ones, you know. Um, there were some job shifts and, and some huge transitions going on in my life. And so when I actually got to the point where I could start paying my bills, I started feeling really good about paying bills. Like, I love paying bills. I know that sounds odd, you know, but like I pay my student loan every month. Yes, I still am paying my student loan, everyone. (laughs) I went to a very expensive college, but I pay it every month. I'm Oh, I'm so happy I can pay that student loan, you know, or I I don't know. This isn't necessarily with the bank so much, and you're dealing with much higher numbers because of your business. But just in general, I started getting more like sending my money out into the world with positive energy and that, you know, oh, I'm so happy I can pay my phone bill. Oh, I'm so happy I can pay my student loan. And I really do feel enthusiastic when I pay it. Even my credit card bill. Like I, I'm so happy to do it. 
all the time. Like it doesn't seem like it's an energy drainer anymore. And that's the key, Colleen, because you're highlighting the idea that it's energy exchange. It's we were, what do we call my currency? It's the exchange of energy in this 3D reality. It happens to be the way we do it now. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Jamie, I think there is a broader conversation. I used to work for two of the major banks. They were one of my initial employers, and then I went back as a consultant. So, and yeah, there's a lot that I know around the banking system, including capital markets and the credit, uh, global credit. Um, so with that in mind, I know that it is a flawed system, and it's a system that only benefits a per- very small percentage of the population. So with that in mind, 1%. we... 1%? Yeah, exactly. So as we wake up to For this real, reality... Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That low? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know the 1%. You've heard about the 1%. I have. Right. Okay. But I just... I was just the global elites? We weren't in a yeah. moment of exaggeration, <laughs> because we are ladies. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. And, and being in the banks, I, I saw it. I saw it firsthand, who was benefiting from this structure. And guys, money is printed. It literally does grow on trees, but yet we treat it as this thing that is scarce. Somebody's controlling that flow of currency. And if, when we start to just go, oh, wait, this game is... If, if someone was cheating in Monopoly, you would totally call them out. And right now, there's some major cheating going on. We don't have to play that game. So what needs to happen is we stop complaining about that game and we create a new game. What's the new game? Well, maybe we go back to exchange of services. Maybe we go back to valuing one another's time and energy. Mm. Maybe there are other services that can spring out. Like, we're already seeing the disruptive technologies around banking through, uh, like, Bitcoin, for example, which has been up and down, but it's leading towards this momentum that there is another possibility. Mm -hmm. It's a stepping stone towards the idea that we don't have to play that game. We can create a new game. Yeah, I mean, it all comes back to the conversation that we've had a handful of times about the fee, the fair energy exchange. So if the fee is not going on, something's got to change. I love that, the fair energy exchange, yeah. In all parts of our lives. So what's Jamie going to do about her (laughs) money and the federal banking system? My federal banking system. Well, I'm looking at alternative (laughs) banking systems. I'm looking at um, uh, moving to, they're not called charter banks. My gosh, I just blank. Credit union. Credit unions. Mm -hmm. Delta Credit Union is one we have here in Atlanta. Stuffing cash in the mattress. (laughs) Burying my money in a jar in the backyard. Um, I'm looking at investing my money into silver, gold, or property. I've heard that from Spirit. but um, Maitland has been talking about that a lot at really? the public channelings. Yep, every month. That's what she talks about. Really? Gold, silver, and property. Because those are really the only, quote-unquote, finite resources mm-hmm. on the planet, right? There's either space... In the 3D reality, or, yeah, exactly, or uh, precious metals. Mm -hmm. But those things don't allow me to participate in a day-to-day. It's like I can't go in with my acre of land (laughs) and buy some milk at the grocery store. So so we're at a part of major change right now, and that's what we're feeling is the friction of old world isn't working, new one's not there yet, and we're right in the chasm of it. We're right in the chasm of it. It's very uncomfortable, but... When we see it, then we can go, okay, how do we get from point A to point B? And that's where the big thinkers, it's like time to step up. Let's well, do it. This is where we have to elevate. Yeah. Take ourselves as energetic beings, come from inner self, make the decisions of 
emotionally meeting the needs and follow through. I mean, I can't be more grateful for the NVC training that we've done um, at the Love and Light Institute. The nonviolent communication, yeah. Yes, the compassionate integrity training that has helped me voice my energy, voice my emotions, and, and help meet other people's needs as well as myself first. You know, without that, I think I would be more in a vicious cycle than ever before. Exactly. That, that training really helped me um, realize what my needs are. I didn't even know what my needs were. Right. And so Colleen's Same. talking about we have hundreds of human needs, everything yeah. from to belong, to uh, be seen, to be heard, um, to to be loved or to love, like com- and then compassion and then authenticity. We have hundreds of human needs, safety, security, nourishment. Beyond, you know, the traditional, there's all these other things that are driving our behaviors. So the idea in nonviolent communication is everything we say or do is in service to satisfy some need that we have. And we, when we don't even know what the need is, we don't understand why we're feeling frustrated. Oh, I need support. Yeah. And those needs help you realize things like what Jamie just brought up. I have a need for a different kind of banking system rather than just going with the flow and going, well, this is the only way that there is and Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change, you know, just really recognizing what you need within yourself. Exactly. And that's where the new conversations happen. And so having the right language or having a language that supports collaboration is really, really critical. And that's what's been missing in the past. It's all about competition because we fear scarcity. But when there's collaboration, it's like, how, how do we increase the flow? How can we be a thrivable civilization by addressing these core issues? You know, I'm sitting here thinking, how do you sum something like this up? How do you wrap up a conversation that's like this and narrow it down to... Okay, put yourself first, identify your needs, you know, make decisions based on feeling positive, meaning the quality of energy is a high vibration, and you'll be able to identify that most of us label it as good, feeling good, and and what? Learn nonviolent communication. <laughs> like I, You kind of just did it. You kind of Yeah. <laughs> it's about just feel- wrapped it up. Feeling the vibration and, and and sensing, is this satisfying to me or is it dissatisfying? If, if my conditions feel dissatisfying, what needs are not getting met? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling about that? What are those emotions telling me needs to change? And now how can I shift my belief? How can I shift my conditions, which are shaped by my beliefs, and collaborate with others for creative problem solving. And ultimately, don't you think getting your needs met, in the sense that we're talking about nonviolent communication, getting our own personal needs met, raises our vibration? Yes. That is the self first Mm -hmm. right there. So if the lumineers, if you're feeling stuck in a vicious cycle, if you're feeling dried up, if you're feeling like you can't move forward, this is one of the techniques and tools that you can do to put yourself first. Nonviolent communication, compassionate integrity communication, mm-hmm. and there's trainings all over online, YouTube. They're they're everywhere. So, you know, if you're sitting in a remote place and you're like, "Well, I have no resources near me," but you have internet, you have all the resources available to you. You know, we don't have to rely on our excuses to hold us still. And if you are in an area that has a group, I highly recommend doing it (laughs) in a group. I thought that was so beneficial for me to be able to make myself vulnerable in that way. 
Anything, D, that you would like to wrap up on elevation and seeing one's own personal reality? Yeah, I've, I've got to close with the idea that everything's a hologram and every thought that you're thinking is programming that holographic reality. So when you start tapping into what thoughts are satisfying or dissatisfying, identifying the emotions underneath it, that's your key now to begin shifting your thinking and your conditions, your situation, which is going to inevitably shape your perception and there's new information that you'll begin tapping into from an intuitive standpoint. You gotta start looking at how do you know what you know, stepping out of that and that's when a new reality emerges. And I, I, I'm fir I firmly believe that there are disruptive technologies around the corner that are about to rock our world. Everything from ET disclosure, a whole new financial paradigm, because we're at that inflection point of our civilization where uh, you know, this next phase of consciousness is, is, is knocking on the door if we just would answer. I love that. How do you know what you know? That's worthy enough for a tattoo, guys. How do you know what you know? Yeah. Well, that can be your next one. I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know what you know? <laughs> I might put it on my lower back. I thought, I knew that, I knew that was coming. I was just waiting. I just was reading. Rumi's going to be like, what's this? <laughs> How do I know what I know? Baby, you're taking me out of the moment. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to say so much more, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's good call because you're being recorded. I also have my daughter right next to me. So it's, it's, the other, it's the other point. Keeping me in check. <laughs> Hi, Lumineers. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us and hanging with us. And Dershna, I can't thank you enough again for being in studio, for having this chat with us. Colleen, love you so much for getting on the mic today. Absolutely. My pleasure. like to make that a normal thing. I love being on the mic. Good. I, I do, do too. Hi, Lumineers. Be well. Be great. And remember, it's not woo-woo. It's true-true. See you next time.